Welcome to the Rock of Ages Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Israel Soto. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit rockofagesaog.org. Isaiah 63.1. Then I will just jump from it a little bit and paraphrase and bring you up to speed and then give you what I believe the Lord wants us to learn today. Isaiah 63, 1 and 15. Who is this coming from Edom, from Basra, with his garments stained crimson? Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of his strength? It is I, speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. Why are your garments red like those of one treading the winepress? Well, I have trodden the winepress alone from the nations. No one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath, and their blood splattered my garments, and I stained all my clothing. Go to verse 5. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled that no one gave support, so my own arm worked salvation for me, and my own wrath sustained me. You know, the Bible says that even though we are unfaithful, he is faithful. Even if we shrink back, he never shrinks back. Verse 7. I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel. According to his compassion and many kindness. Listen, he said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. Verse 10. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy and he himself fought against them. Then his people recall the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? Who set his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand, who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown? Who led them through the depths like a horse in open country. They did not stumble like cattle that go down to the plain. They were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. Look down from heaven and see from your lofty throne, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your might? Say it with me, the Lord bless his word. Into my heart. Just a quick paraphrase to bring you up to speed. What we're reading here is a complaint. It's someone going through a memory that I'm sure is crushing the heart of the one speaking and the one spoken to. Here we have the prophet seeing in a vision 
the war-ridden clothing of a Savior who loved his people so. He understood that because of the blood splatter on his garments, there must have been a horrible war, but yet he walked out victoriously. And in his speech, he may have thought that this king that was walking in with his bloodstained sword may have said, I took care of the enemy for you, and now you can relax. It's going to be okay. But that's not what he said at all. He said, I went out to war for you. I went out there and I fought against the enemy for you. Look at me. I have the proof that I destroyed those that have come against you. But my heart is still broken. And why was that? Because in the middle of that battle, I looked for one of you to be standing with me. Believing that this war we were fighting was a righteous war. And you believed in righteousness and holiness. And you believed in me. And would choose somehow in your heart to stand alongside me and fight this battle. But I prove to you that though I found no one, I'm still God. And so I decided upon myself not to be moved because with you or without you. I remain the same. And I defeated the enemy. But I looked for you. Where were you? I said, certainly these are my sons. These are my daughters. They will not rebel against me. But yet I could not find one of you. I looked back to find some support, someone who believed in this mission, yet I was standing alone. You rebelled, the Bible says, and you grieved the Spirit of God. And you sinned against me in such a way that I had to remove myself from you. My heart was so broken. Bible says that these people sinned against God so much that God had to remove them from his presence. He had to remove them. And so now recognizing that they were now alone, the memories of those who had seen this battle won for them and felt ashamed because they never stood up to it. They said, I remember how it was when you were with us. I remember when you moved freely upon us and you loved us and we loved you. Victory after victory. But now what was is no longer. Where are you, Lord? Where is that spirit? All they could do now was complain, despair. They cried out, where is he who led us out of bondage? The one that caused us to dry, to walk across dry ground over a huge puddle of water. Who kept us cool in the day, warm in the night. Who kept our bellies full while we stood even in the midst of a desert. Where is he that gave power to Moses to lead us from victory to victory? And every general that has led us, you've led them 
leading us through overcoming after overcoming. You see, they understood that the Lord had given them mortal men to lead them, such as was Moses, Joshua, and Gideon's. But they knew that it wasn't in the strength of men alone that they received their glory. Haha. <laughs> and rightfully so, the Bible teaches us that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by His Spirit, saith the Lord. And so they achieved great things because God walked alongside them in His Spirit. And the Spirit was within them. The Bible says to us in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 20, He gave thy good spirit to instruct them, to lead them, to lead them through overcoming. But now it was gone. <sighs> now they felt like mortal men, no longer invincible because of the power of God in their lives, but now they felt as victims standing vulnerable to any attack that they would face afterwards. You see, for the people of Israel, it was their sin that pressed God away, that pushed God away. And many are recorded of their sins in Scripture. They rebelled at Sinai when the Lord caused them to wait while he spoke to his man. They built for themselves a golden calf. These people were given all the gold from Egypt to take. And instead of taking that gold and using it for proper things to give glory unto God, they idolized that gold and then made a calf that they could worship. I believe that happens a lot today. God gives you gold through the means of work and prosperity. And people in this world today sadly have built golden calves because of their finances. book of Judges, their conduct was one long rebellion. In the times of Samuel, they rebelled against God by asking for a king when it was God himself that was leading them. The tribes rebelled over and over again and worse idolatries followed. And now a couple of centuries had passed now and they had provoked God so much. The Bible tells in 2 Kings 17 and 22, the Israelites persisted in all their sins, the sins of Jeroboam, and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence. Hmm. I can only imagine how wretched they may have felt just to know that they had not support from heaven. The psalmist David was very conscious of the absence of God when he rebelled. So much that one day when he felt the coldness of his own flesh and the warmth of God was absent, he cried out and he said, don't cast thy spirit from me. Don't take it, Lord. It's an ugly place to be away from you. Yet these people were experiencing that same thing in their lives. They had vexed this Holy Spirit. They had provoked him and grieved him. 
they have moved in such a way in their lives that the Holy Spirit could not look anymore, that all he could do was remove himself. Let this be a lesson to us this morning. These people fail to understand that to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. To be a friend of sin is to be an enemy of God. James chapter 4 and 4. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone, the Bible says, who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And this is exactly what happened in the lives of this people. And because of that, the very Savior that caused them to rise above the torrents of all the strife and trouble they would face would now become their very stumbling block. How many know that God can get in your way? I said, how many know that God can get in your way? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yes, he can. He can get in your way. If God is not for you and he is against you, he can certainly stifle every step you take. He is God and God alone. People need to remember that. Sometimes we say, God, why? Oh, God, why this? Why always that? Why am I here? Why am my life a treadmill of trouble? I keep going and I keep stumbling. Think about God for a moment. Could it be that the one who used this bow to protect you was now bent against you. Romans 9 and 33, as it is written, see I lay in Zion a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. These people were facing the indignation of God and therefore God poured out upon his people his wrath to the measure of their iniquities. Ladies and gentlemen, when I begin this, it seems to be turning out into a series, I guess. I told you that a week before I began to speak to you on this, the Lord spoke to me in the middle of the night during time of prayer. And there was a weeping in my heart, in my room. I was crying and holding my pillow and saying, Lord, I felt this pain deep in my heart. And I said, Lord, give us that revival. Give us the joy. Give us what you're giving us. Give us more. Flood us over, Father. Tear the walls down. Allow us, Father, as the psalmist said, to become even more undignified. Let our accolades be laid. Let our crowns be laid at your feet. It doesn't matter if I'm an attorney, a nurse, a doctor, however prestigious my call in life might be. But I am your son. And I am your daughter, Father. And I lay before you stripped of everything in this world. Only take hold of me, God. And so why the spurts? Why a moment and why the little showers and it goes away and we have scorching sun that's hurting us? And the Lord said, reconcile with my spirit. You remember that. 
reconcile with my spirit? Make friends with him again? What you're crying out for me is not an impossible thing. That's the normal life of a believer. That's what's supposed to exist in the temple. It's not supposed to be some foreign event to see revival take place in the house. It's not a foreign thing to see a strange thing to see children jumping up and praising the Lord on the altar. It's not. You've made it strange. You've made it distance. It doesn't happen every day. Why? Is our walk a continual walk? The Bible says that in the Lord our walk should be glory to glory. That the life of believers should be like the morning sun. The morning, every morning, though fade in the morning, as the sun goes up, it clarifies and it becomes bright and beautiful. Father, give us revival. But my prayer is different. I said, Lord, let us keep revival. Ah, let us keep revival. Tomorrow, if we come together, let it be revival. Next Sunday, when we come together, expect revival. If we get together on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, every time we come together, let us expect a move of God. Every time a move of God. Oh, it's just Tuesday. Oh, it's just Monday. It's no big thing. No, it's an opportunity to step into the glory of the living God that we love and serve. Hallelujah. Reconcile. Reconcile. But they're saying it's not that it's not that way anymore, Lord. Where is he who opened the sea for us? Where is he who gave us water out of a rock? Where is he who rained manna upon us? Where is he? cried out to the Lord. It was because of their neglect of the Holy Spirit. Oh, time is passing again. How I don't like clocks. You have time, a little bit of time? For the people of Israel, there were, it was sin. And today... The reason is still the same. Because that is one thing that God will always disagree with. If your cry this morning is, where is he who can lead us daily? Where is he who can make us strong? Where is he who can tear down mountains before us? Where is he that can strike down our enemies? Where is he that can fill our hearts with joy every morning? Where is he that can keep us confident on a daily basis? Where is he who can keep us joyful in spite of our struggles? Where is he in my life today? For Israel, he was nowhere in sight. Today, we risk the same danger. The same problem they had these many years ago, 
I believe that the church struggles with today. And this is why the Lord would come to speak to us in this manner. Because he believes that in this house, he can find a home. He can find someone to breathe his life into. Breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on Rock of Ages. Breathe on everyone who walks inside this sanctuary. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Let the wind of God begin to move freely in this place. Breathe on us, God. Oh, I want to fill my lungs with your spirit, oh living God. Let everyone who would dare walk through this place know... Oh, that this is not a congregation of cliques and the elite. Oh, this is not where fancy people come. This is where blood washed, born again, filled with a spirit. People that love God come to worship. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't care how many people say, I'm not going to go in there because they're fanatics. Well, then go the other way. Because in this house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're not easily moved by the whims of the world. We're not going to follow this new world environment. All these things that are going on to destroy the name of the world, the Lord. We're going to fight against and we're going to declare from the rooftops that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Give him Praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, do we realize what God has been wanting to do in us? Do we realize what God has been wanting to move in us? Oh, I heard a man say this just the other day, and oh, I felt like someone kicked me in the teeth. He said, we see all these things happening in this world that we live in today. Oh, and we quickly say, oh, sticking devil. Oh, demons from hell moving and doing. Oh, people are so submissive to evil. Oh, all these things. Our young people are going straight to hell by following all these new world things. Hallelujah. Oh, we blame, we blame, we blame when it's the church's responsibility. Hallelujah. If the world is failing, it's because the church has refused to stand up and declare the glory of the living God we serve. Oh, I didn't want to agree. I almost turned off that radio. I checked my lips if I was bleeding. I felt a kick from heaven. Hmm. Oh, you're quick to blame. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, those devils out there. They're fighting hard. And what are you doing? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. That's a great place to say amen. Ha. Oh, it looks like the devil's winning. That's because no one's fighting. Ah, ah, ah. No, 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 no. Don't talk to us like that, Pastor. Uh, don't, don't say those things. You're supposed to tell us that God wants to bless us financially. Oh, that God wants to give us new cars and new homes and new jobs and give me that manager's job. And my business is going to prosper and bloom. It's not. And I don't care if it does or not. It will profit nothing a man to win this world and lose his soul. Hallelujah. Nothing. Our priority. 
This is why Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. And you'll get everything you want in your business. And you'll get all the fine. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. Upon this rock I will build my church. And whatever it is that you desire, just, just, just shout it out. Claim it and take it. And that's not what he said. Oh, he said, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Hallelujah. Our battle here today, ladies and gentlemen, is not to try to get more money in our bank. Our work here today is to take souls out from the pit of hell and bring them in as a harvest unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, but where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Lord? I hear the echoes of an empty room. Hello, Lord. Are you here? Why aren't mountains shaking? Why aren't mountains flattened out? Why aren't our children healing? Why am I still sick? Why? Why can't we lay hands on people and they they don't recover, Lord? Why? What's going on? It, it used to be. It used to be. What happened? Reconcile. You thirst for that? He has not changed. What he did in the times of his people, Israel, he can do in this present time today. You see, these people had a lot to regret. And ultimately, they will turn around because they are God's people. But they had a lot to regret, a lot to be sorry for. You see, they saw God move in the elements. They saw him stand an ocean at attention for his children to walk on dry land. The Lord controlled even the work of insects and reptiles when he loosened them from the grip of Pharaoh. Do you hear me? Oh, we're hungry. In the thunder they heard it was not a rain, but it was a food. Oh, we're cold. The Lord turned the heater on. Oh, we're too hot. He turned the air conditioner on. They had a lot to regret. Ladies and gentlemen, godly sorrow brings repentance. And I wonder how many of us in this house are only looking at a distance what used to be. Isn't it funny that from the pulpits you have preachers, even myself on occasion, oh, I remember when we used to have church. As if that was something to glory in. Oh, I remember. I can ask for a show of hands. How many remember those Holy Ghost times in the church in the 70s? And oh, when people used to pray until they could pray. When worship kept going, it didn't matter. Sweat was running down every neck because the air conditions didn't work. But the church was jumping and worshiping. 
people wanted to shout and tell the pastor to be quiet and make an altar call because they couldn't wait to come to the altar and throw themselves before the Lord, prostrate, and just worship. Oh, I remember. Remember when we used to have church? And we think of those moments as time looking glory in. But I believe God would speak to our hearts this morning and say, Why is it not now? Why aren't you running to the altar? Ha ha ha. Why aren't you throwing yourself before the Lord at the altar of grace and just worship him? Why aren't you jumping and shaking this house uh, up and down when we worship? Uh, why aren't you shouting now the name of Jesus? Why aren't you speaking to the sick to be healed? Uh, why aren't you chasing devils out and throwing them out uh, in the name of Jesus? Oh, but that's how it used to be. Sometimes I wonder if those are things we should glory about or things we should be ashamed about. I remember, I remember is a good thing. The few times that the Lord spoke to us about remembering, He basically always referred to saying, Remember from where I brought you. <laughs> Not the past glories. Glories are all good, yes, but, but you remember how I redeemed you. That should give you, if you remember on a daily basis what God has done for you, that'll give you a reason to shout and to dance and to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of us forget what God has done for us in the past. Some of us have forgotten the grace of the Lord that has brought you this far. You didn't have to be here this morning, but God breathed on you, and he brought you into this house today. Hallelujah. Oh, but they vexed the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on a mission, and you can't stop me. We will reconcile and we will repent in this house and we will turn around in this house along with our children. All these little excuses that we have, we're going to turn around. Hallelujah. And we're going to turn around and we're going to chase God and we're going to find God and we're going to know that the place He takes us to in glory is the place your soul has always been crying for. Always. Where is he? As I ask you to stand this morning. Uh, mm. I want you to look inside of your heart. Not your wife, not your children, not your neighbor. I want you to look in your heart. Where is he? Ooh, where is he? Do you sense him? Do you know he's here? Have you been walking with him? Have you seen his glory? Have you seen his work? Is he moving your life? Is he pressing you forward? What, what's going on? Are you remorsefully crying out today, Lord, where are you? Where is he who led us? For the people of Israel, it would take repentance to say, Lord, forgive us for turning away. And I believe that even today in this millennium that we are living now, it's going to take the same attitude of repentance. I want every hand lifted up to heaven.
This is not a suggestion for anyone. This is a commandment. I want every hand lifted up in this place today. You're not lifting hands up to me, to any organization, denomination, tradition, or religion. But that is a sign of surrender unto God. It's time for us, the church, in these last days. And we are living in the last days. And you notice that we're living in the last days. I want you to open your mouth and I want you to look to heaven. Because he knows your heart. And the Lord asks you today, where is he? Where am I in your life today? And you be honest right now. You be honest with him right now. Those of you on social media, be honest with God right now. Be honest right where you're at. He knows where you're at. And if you know he's been distanced for whatever reason, then you let him know how you've changed your mind even today. How you need the glory of God in your life. How you need to be encouraged by God. How you need to be in walking in step with His Spirit. How you need God to bring healing to you and to those around you. How you want God to anoint you. That when you speak His Word, hearts are changed. That you begin to impact this world. Ask Him, Father, are you far away? If you are, come back. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Join us next time for another uplifting message. If you'd like to support this ministry and the reaching out of others, you have the opportunity to give at rockofagesaog.org.